Welcome to Land Life, a podcast for North Coast landholders by North Coast Local Land Services. This podcast is all about sharing knowledge and experience with landholders across our region to support farm productivity and healthy environments. North Coast Local Land Services acknowledges the traditional custodians of all the nations on which we live, work and play. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people listening to this podcast. In today's episode, we're talking about prohibited matter weeds, those weeds that pose such a threat that you're not allowed to keep them and you have a legal obligation to destroy if you do find them. For weed professionals like Kylie van der Kolk, these weeds are no laughing matter. Kylie is the North Coast Regional Weed Coordinator with North Coast Local Land Services, and one weed in particular, Myconia, has been on her radar for some time. In today's episode, Kylie talks to Rod Ensby from the Department of Primary Industries and Rhett Patrick of Rouse County Council about the threat that Myconia poses on the North Coast and what we can do if we find it. My name is Kylie Vanderkolk. I'm the Regional Weed Coordinator for North Coast Local Land Services. And today I'm with Rhett Patrick from Rouse County Council and Rod Ensby from the Department of Primary Industries. And we're going to talk about Myconia. So I'll just go over to you, Rod. How did it first get here? Yeah, Kylie, it first turned up uh, in Botanic Gardens up in Queensland. And then it was spread around through uh, plant collectors because of the showy leaves and the spectacular plant and the way it grows with the purple underside. So it's quite attractive for plant collectors. Uh, It was first declared in Queensland in 1997 and then uh, declared noxious in New South Wales in 2000. So I guess the eradication programs commenced then. And so is it just in New South Wales or are they doing it Anywhere else? It's uh, more common in Queensland. There's over 70 sites, historic and, and current sites in Queensland. Uh, that's a focus of the National Tropical Weeds Eradication Program. So that's funded through the Commonwealth Department of Agriculture, uh, administered by the National Biosecurity Group, and they have a national response plan working towards that eradication program with two other subspecies of a myconia, a limnocarus, and a vine weed called myconia. So that, that commenced in 2002. And they spend about $3 million a year on, on surveillance and control programs, mainly focused around that far north Queensland, Cairns, South Johnston area. Uh, they survey about 7,000 hectares a year wow. in pretty rugged sort of tropical terrain. Well, that's good to know because I read somewhere, I think when I was looking at the Queensland website that people overseas said something like, um, if you don't get onto it now, uh, you'll deeply regret it when it's too far gone or something to that effect. So it's it's good that they're onto it early and we don't have the issue that they're facing. Yeah, that's right. I guess we've only got an, a small number of sites in New South Wales. Um, we first declared it noxious under the old Noxious Weed Act here in, in 2000. Uh, we went on to find some plants after some surveillance and tracing work through the local nursery industry. Uh, a couple of cooperative guys report well told us that uh, plants were being sold in the 70s and 80s through, uh, I guess, nurseries and um, local markets. And we ended up detecting six, 16 seedlings, I think it was, around the Burring Bar area out of a local sort of nursery site there. And I, since, I guess since that time... Rouse County Council have gone on to find uh, new plants, some mature plants and seedlings in the, in the surrounding areas and backyards. 
Yeah, okay. And so, Rhett, what do you guys do when you find a plant or a group of plants? If we find or have a report of a Myconia plant, we usually get a team of four people to go out and have a look at the at the site. If it's a mature plant that's set any seed, we generally draw a 500-metre buffer or to, out to a kilometre buffer around that mature plant. And we pretty much just do an emu parade of the whole area surrounding that mature plant or where any seedlings might be. And if we find any plants, we use a GPS or handheld GPS to record the location. We just take down some details, the size of the plant, the condition it's in. And then once we've done all that, we'll remove the plant um, and destroy it. You mentioned when you're looking for myconia, you do it in an emu parade. What does that mean? So an emu parade for us is we get the four people and we line up in a straight line and we're usually about two metres to five metres apart. We try to keep that space in between each other and walk in lines searching throughout the property and we try to keep that spacing so we're covering as much ground as possible and sort of also keeping track on locations we've already covered. So we get in that that line of four and we sweep through the property as much as we can to cover as much ground and look for those locations where Myconia might be. And I can imagine it's pretty hard going in um, dense rainforest where the plant likes to grow. Yeah, definitely. And definitely in the subtropical rainforest where we're finding it around here, there's also creek lines, waterfalls, big patches of other weeds and plants we've got to navigate around so in a perfect world we'd like to keep in those straight lines but sometimes we've got to go around like rocky hillsides big patches of other plants or water bodies and things like that that's where the gps trackers come in into its own we sort of have them on our bodies and they record a, a line as we're going so throughout the day we can review those gps trackers and see where we've been on the property just to make sure we're covering off all the ground that we need to how do you think the program's going? Have you found many mature plants recently or are you getting close to eradication? The last mature plant we found was close to Lismore and that was in 2013. But apart from that, we haven't found any other mature plants. We just keep going back to five sites where we found mature plants dating back to 2003. So they're the sites we mainly focus on and we do those perimeter searches in that team of four and we're mainly just finding seedlings so I think some sites we've been going back to for close to 12 years now and we're still finding seedlings at those locations. Mm, wow. I read somewhere that the seed viability might be a bit shorter than that, but that's really interesting to know that how many years would you say that the seeds have been repopping up here? I think it's close to 12 years and reports from Queensland are saying that's their average seed viability up in, in the northern part of um, Queensland. But I've also heard reports that it, it can range from 6 to plus 10 years, so and some people are saying almost 30 years in some locations. Oh, wow. Well, we're still finding them 10, 12 years later, so hopefully we're at the end of the the seed viability length on the ones down in New South Wales, but as long as we keep finding seedlings, we're just going to have to keep going back and searching those locations. I suppose it probably depends on how wet it is and whether the seeds rot in the soil and things like that, so that's really interesting. And apparently they can mature in four to five years, so that's not very long time. I think that's the case in North Queensland, but it's a bit cooler down here, so I've heard maybe seven to eight years down in New South Wales in the subtropics. And when you go looking for them, where are the places that you're most likely to find them on the property? The place we're most likely to find them is within that 500 metres of a mature seeding plant. Um, it's generally wherever the birds can carry it, but it, we tend to find it in damp, humid gullies and subtropical rainforest. Places with a north-facing aspect seem to be prime location for it when we're out searching. So that's where landholders should look if they want to help out? Yeah, definitely. I think landowners should should look in those places, but um, if, if they 
have suspicions that Myconia might have been brought into their sort of location, I'd I'd look everywhere because we have found it growing in open, exposed areas as well, not just those sort of ideal habitats. Yeah, I read um, on Weedwise, I think, that it can grow in full sun or the shade. So that gives it a pretty broad range yeah. of areas to... One of the mature plants we found in Lismore was seeding. It was growing outside of a nursery and the seedlings were coming up in full sunlight. So very exposed and they seem to be doing okay. So if a landholder did find a myconia plant, what are they supposed to do? Um, I'd jump online, have a look at the DPI Weedwise site. Alternatively, they can just call Rouse County Council and we can get someone out to have a look. While Kylie, Rhett and Rod were having this discussion, Rouse County Council had staff out in the field checking one of the locations that Rhett mentioned. Whilst it may seem alarming that these seedlings continue to germinate, having the known locations of mature plants has made monitoring and control possible over what is a relatively long period of time. It was no surprise to Rhett when the field crew reported finding Myconia seedlings at that location on this day. But what does this mean for landholders? This is where the prohibited matter classification comes in, as Rod explains. Yeah, Myconia was uh, classified as prohibited matter back in 2017 with, the, uh, I guess, the creation of the Biosecurity Act in New South Wales. So it's one of our 27 prohibited matter species. So that means that landowners have an obligation, if they know what it is, to report it to DPI or the LCA. And if they have it, they've got an obligation to eradicate it and remove it from the land. But I guess in the instances in the far north, the Rouse are doing that where they've got known sites. But if we find a suspected new plant, they should report that to uh, their LCA or DPI. Right. And for those who don't know what an LCA is, could you explain that for us? An LCA is a local control authority. So Rouse, for example, are the local control authority for um, all the local government areas on the far north coast of New South Wales. And then further south, what happens then, Rod? So your LCA is your council, your council area. So that's Clarence Valley Council, Coffs Harbour, Bellingen, Ambaka, Kempsey and Port Macquarie become the LCA. So Rouse is the, uh, operates on behalf of their constituents up here. And the uh, further south, you've got the individual councils as the local control authority or LCA. All right. Thanks for clarifying. That's good to know so that people know where to go to so they can jump on Weedwise to have a look or just call um, their local control authority and generally ask for the weed officer or someone who's a professional in weeds and they'll get put in the right direction? On the north coast, including Rouse, have um, a number of council weed by security officers. So they'll, because it's prohibited matter, that's the top of their priority list, so they'll respond to those inquiries fairly quickly. Uh, an officer will talk to the person on the phone and if they think it is Myconia, they'll come out and do an identification on the property. And similarly, if you ring the DPI hotline, we generally refer those calls back to the council for their further inspection and interrogation from there. And so if the plants originally come from nurseries or, um, you know, historic plantings and things like that, how do you think that they get into those dense forested areas now? People obviously go to a nursery. It's quite a stunning plant to look at, the bright purple undersides. So I think people might see those plants being sold historically in nurseries, take them home, plant them in their gardens. Um, the plant matures, um, produces a lot of fruit and birds are attracted to the fruit. Um, the birds when they eat the fruit and fly off and from what I'm hearing, 
a lot of birds like to defecate as they're flying. So that's where we get that 500-meter buffer zone is people reckon that after they eat the seeds, they'll usually defecate within that 500 meters and that's where we tend to find the, the seedlings coming up. Right. And I saw that the seeds are pretty small, so there's probably a bit of a risk of them being stuck to your boots and things like that as well. What do you do there? Yeah, definitely. So we have wash down kits in our vehicles when we go back and we finish tracking. So we'll all get together and um, get the scrubbing brushes out, disinfect our boots and brush off any other vegetative matter we might have on our persons. Okay, Rod, you said that myconia is prohibitive matter. What does that actually mean and how does it get listed? Is that just because um, we know that it produces so many seeds and it's really invasive? And like, what does prohibitive matter mean and how does it get to be of that status? I guess prohibitive matter is a term under a biosecurity act that covers a whole range of biosecurity matter, including weeds. Uh, and they're our highest priority species for eradication or preventing uh, to enter into New South Wales. So generally they don't occur in New South Wales. If they do, they're in low numbers like Myconia, only a small number of sites. And they're the high-risk species. So when we read weed risk assess them, they come out with a really high weed rating, target for eradication, um, and they pose a significant threat uh, and a biosecurity risk to, um, I guess, their conservation values in farmland. So so when I was re- researching Myconia for the podcast, I saw that in Hawaii they're using paintball ballistic technology. What's that, Rod, and like, is that an option for us or do we not need to go to that extreme yet? Yeah, no, it's new technology that we haven't had as a, registered as an application technique in Australia as yet. Um, it's been talked about and people have looked at using it in remote locations or difficult to access locations. And I guess if we found some... Myconia, Rouse County Council, Rhett and his team, we could look at getting permits to use that technology. And uh, it's just similar to a, a paintball gun and paintball setup, but using a different product, obviously in the paintball itself. Um, I'm sure Rhett and his team would look forward to using that technology, but at the moment, with the infestation levels so low and on the way to eradication, I don't think that's required unless they find something new, a large infestation somewhere. So it's probably not required at the moment, but exciting and interesting technology. Yeah, very interesting. I'm sure it would be um, a bit more fun than the usual cut and paint methods that you do. So Rhett, where to from here in terms of the eradication program? The key focus will be to keep searching those known locations where we're finding seedlings and keep targeting that those areas for eradication. So as long as we keep finding seedlings, We'll need to return to those locations and remove those um, those seedlings. Another part of the project ongoing would be to educate those landowners that are affected by myconia and areas we keep coming back to and just educate the general public, um, raise awareness, teach them how to spot myconia and how to report it to us. I think if we've eradicated all the mature myconia plants, I think we're going to eradicate this plant. It's just a matter of finding that those last seedlings um, and keep going back to those sites and monitoring and make sure nothing comes back. Yeah, great. And it's good to know that Queensland are doing the same thing up there. So it's very unlikely to come back to the area once you eradicate it. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much for your time today, guys. It's been really interesting learning about myconia or the purple plague. And I really hope that you continue the hard work and it doesn't get out of hand and impact on our native plants and animals here on the North Coast.
couple of times during this episode, Kylie, Rhett and Rod referred to the Weedwise website. There's a link to the Weedwise site in the show notes for this episode. There's also a really handy smartphone app that helps with identification and provides useful control options. Just search for Weedwise in your app store. And if you're not sure, you can always call your local control authority, Rouse County Council in the far north, or your local council from the Clarence Local Government Area South. This podcast is jointly funded through North Coast Local Land Services and the Australian Government's National Land Care Program.